So we didn't even talk about how Natalie Natalie Khan Natalie Khan Nat, good old good old Nat Khan Madeline I Khan. actually go to Nat Khan every year. Do you? It's just a really good one. <laughs> he comes in. Yeah. Shut up, Ariana. Jesus I, uh, Christ, Ariana. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, when you, you get back to us though, when that's fully fleshed out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but how she's a she was a fucking classically trained opera singer, like Madeline. Yes. Yeah, Weird. everything everything about her makes her hot. Yeah. I mean, she can hold her breath for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. <laughs> she said it! <laughs> so judging. <laughs> They're your friends. Yeah. It's all. She rolls downhill, Jason. Yep. It's very true. All right. You're at the bottom of the hill. Where all the Am shit I? is piling on top of you. I'm s- that's disgusting. All right, well, that's a good note to start this on. I've been recording for a minute. Okay, everybody. Uh, welcome to Comedy on Vinyl. With me this week is... Harry Jarvis. Hello. <laughs> Who's yawning? <laughs> and Dan Gomiller. Hola. And this week, uh, uh, it's it's funny how like my brain's already getting sparked up talking about this, and I couldn't get it sparked up for Oops. Young Frankenstein because of couldn't my, get anything up because my boner my boner was done. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but this is the Ruddles, and um, the Ruddles. Of course, if you don't know what the Ruddles is, it was uh, Eric Idle. Uh, wrote a parody, uh, a parody, a fake mo- a documentary about the Beatles, basically. But they're called the Ruddles. What year was it? The uh, 1978 is what this album says. Um, so I, I have the soundtrack here to the original songs. Eventually, they did what they called the archaeology after the uh, the Beatles anthology came out. And um, yeah, so and uh, I, I'm told there's a dissenting opinion in the room, though, Ari. Indeed, Ari. And uh, let's we'll start with why Dan and I love it, and then I, I actually would want to. I do want to hear why you what what you don't like about it because I'm absolutely open to that. Dan, why is Ari wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I like it just because I think I'm a big fan of like a, not like a, like band parody type things in general. I just really and yet enjoy he hasn't it. seen Spinal Tap. I haven't really watched all of it together either, but I really like the idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never finished one. No, I never watched them, but you know, I've never had. I, I had a small bite of ice cream once, but you know, I love the idea. Of it. I love the idea of ice cream, frozen milk, fucking awesome. One of these days, I'm gonna have a cone. <laughs> Dan. Dan, you are not the person I need. This is not helpful. I've already won the debate. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I love it just because it made me laugh in high school. It's like, I don't know. Again, I do. I am of the same mind where I do love band parodies and the idea of them. But I've actually seen them. So, uh, and the 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 key to this is the level to which they recreate the sound of the Beatles um, at, at a time when the equipment was still around that the Beatles could have actually been recording on, whereas when they try and do that stuff now, it's usually not as genuine sounding. Yes, yeah, um, Even A Mighty Wind, which I fucking love. The music is still sometimes a little too crisp, All you know. So, um, now, Ari, why are you wrong? <laughs> I just, I'm, I think my problem is that, for one, I was way too old when I saw this movie. Uh-huh. I, certain movies, I just, unless I grow up with them, I just don't get into them. That's the truth about a lot of them. That's, yeah. Yeah. And um, this was before Spinal Tap, though, right? Yeah, it was a couple of years. But I grew up on Spinal Tap. Okay, so yeah. and I think I just felt like 
Yeah, I'm of the same mindset as your vice president, where it's mm-hmm. like I did. I loved the Beatles, and it was at a time when I was like, "Don't make fun of that." Yeah. <laughs> it was back when I didn't like par- that sort of parody. Sure. I think now listening to it, they're it's just too close. It's uh-huh. too <coughs> exact. Like when right. I listen to it, I'm like, "Oh, well, that's you." Gross. <laughs> don't. Something happened, and it's Ari wasn't commenting and saying the ruddles are gross. It's something that. Yeah, happened. well. Oh, okay. No, um, they. Uh, oh, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh, that's oh, bloody blah, blah, blah. Right. This is Lucy in the Sky. It was like, you know, we listen to the archaeology, so yeah, we're I just, not sure I, what's on your. On I the can, movie actually, soundtrack. most of what we listen to is on there. Okay, good. But, like,. Certain thing, it was just too close. Sure. And I'm like, yeah. it's not, to me, I was talking to Dan, and I was just like, it's not the same level of creativity as, like, Mighty Wind. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. And we were talking about that, where it's like, I, I went into Mighty Wind hating a Mighty Wind. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was listening to the soundtrack over and over and over uh-huh. again that I started, I was like, okay, I can appreciate this. It's not making fun of my stepdad's friends. Right. It's appreciating that yeah, and yeah. it's like but we looked at those songs and they aren't we try at first we listened to the mighty wind so- songs and we're like oh well that's that's being silly here and that's mm-hmm. it's not really right like, it's very genuine sure yeah and it's just about some funny things yeah you know? but so are regular folk songs yeah i mean yeah and i think these were just a little too much of a <laughs> Like straight, yeah, rip off. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. so, they're just being the Beatles, right? For me, no, that's no, I, I completely understand. A little I, bit, a little bit too much, like Conan's. Um, what, what does he say? Like a cable or public television band or whatever. When he does those songs that are almost like a real song, yes, but they don't yeah, have the rights yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fake. Uh, uh, like it's a little flat. Or name that tune. Sharp exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to explain to Dan why, like, certain songs where I'm like, they're almost exactly... Yep. Like, ouch. Yeah. Like, I'm, every so... I feel that weird tingly where I'm like, this is bothering me because uh-huh. it's not quite the same. Right. But it's so close. I don't know which one it was, but they did get sued over one of the songs. Really? Yeah. I think I know which one. <laughs> I can't remember which one. One of the one. older... Maybe uh, parody of the older ones. Okay. And I, the thing is, I, I honestly, I think Spinal Tap's way better, too. Yeah. Uh, but what this feels like to me is, in terms of history of comedy goes, it was the first to try this. And Sounds since like it's it. been done so many times, I've heard, there's a rumor, there's a British one that was done, a, a British mock documentary about musicians that was supposedly, like, came out before Spinal Tap or whatever. Mm-hmm. But nobody had heard of it, so, it, okay, that's cool if it happened and did it first, but it didn't have the impact that Spinal Tap did, mm-hmm. or even that this had. Um, and Spinal Tap, yeah, followed in its footsteps, but it improved upon it, like, so much. Yeah. And their their music is, again, I think, it doesn't sound specifically like one band, like the Ruddles is going to. Um, but this one, I think for me, uh, again, it's an age thing. Like, I, 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 I first watched it when I was in my mid-teens, I guess, probably. I yeah, mean, you, you and I saw it at the same time. Yeah, okay. So that makes it 15 or 16, maybe, or 17-ish. And... Because I loved the Beatles so much, and this was about the time the 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 what do you call it, the anthology came out. Um, like I loved the idea that they were making fun of something that I loved. So it was the exact opposite. So I'm That's like, funny. and I and I recognized, and it's like okay, this and it's also like oh I I can get this. I recognize this. Let's let's see what happens. And at the time, '78, the Beatles were so precious. They'd only broken up eight years ago. They're still trying mm-hmm. to get them back together. You know, it's only two years before John Lennon dies. But again, like it's like they're so like. I think in that it was kind of rebellious, and so that's I don't know the 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 feel of it is 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 funny in that. But yeah, I completely agree as far as this, the songs are like identical in a lot of ways. And that's he's a good songwriter, but again, it could have stretched it more in some. Yeah. You right. know, some of the archaeology ones I feel like are more of a stretch. turned it a lot more into a style parody than yeah, than yeah. off key parody. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. And yeah. um, oh crap, I forgot. Okay, sounds <laughs> Tell good. Me about. <laughs> One thing I like about the Ruddles, yeah, is that um, as opposed to being like like say a Mighty Wind mm-hmm. and stuff, where it's following them around mm-hmm. doing something, it's they created an entire false history. For yeah, them. a whole that archive. Yeah, that that's I think one thing that I really like about that. That's like 
that I really appreciate about it is that you get that. It's not so much a history to help support what's happening now, but the whole thing is yeah. a history. And right. So, and it, it parallels, but is not identical to Beatles. Sure, yeah. sure. And I mean, uh, there's also something to be said for the fact that these, these songs, like, honestly, like, to talk about the album doesn't do the movie justice in yeah. that the movie just uses these to punctuate yeah. it, makes it easy for people to understand. They're like, oh, they're making fun of that with a different word. Okay, all you need is cash. Got it. Easy enough to understand. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, you know, I mean, Eric Idle left to his own devices is <laughs> nothing if not crass. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I love him, but he's, he's very crass in his comedy. Um, but, like, this actually, this whole album... If you look in, inside it, it's got it's got just so many great fake archival photos and shit. Like they're just really really good. Here, Dan, look at that I for all the people at home. Also, my problem is with the movie where it's just so dry. Yeah, like it's the humor is so playing guitars. It's not obvious <laughs> enough, and it's like on the one hand, I don't want disaster movie or right, right. date movie or shit where it's like this is the joke. Right. Laugh right now. Yeah, but this. Shut up, Daniel. <laughs> but it's just, I've watched this movie once all the way through, and yeah. then ever, only since I've known Dan, which yeah. is less than ten years, so it's like, then, I, every other time we've tried to watch it, I've fallen asleep. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, and I've, I do like the idea of a false history. I do like sure. the idea of, like, making a fake, uh, behind the music <laughs> sort of documentary, mm-hmm. but I think it's just too dry, and I just... yeah. It's a little too British in that that <laughs> lower the other British where it's like mm. I don't understand why this is funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did. You guys are much more on that. You've known more. I didn't get into like even Monty Python until my senior year of college. Okay, so yeah. I, I didn't grow up with that. Sure. This is, I mean, uh, it's a little different. This is, this did eventually, this came kind of from uh, Eric Idle's second sketch show. And I don't know if he was doing the sketches on that show first, but, like, the first sketches that anybody actually saw pretty much were on Saturday Night Live. Mm. And he did them there first. Well, um, the music was written, uh, or was helped written by Neil Eines, who... In his, in sorry, his, yes, yeah, sorry, wasn't trying to correct was, you. <laughs> he, he also did, like... He did music for the last season of Monty Python yeah. after John Cleese left, too. And he's in uh, the Holy Grail. He plays uh, the, what you call it, the guy with the lute. Oh, you, uh, the minstrel. Uh, that's, that's the minstrel. See, I, like, I saw his name, I'm like... You've seen that I, name. I, I know this name. Yeah. yeah. And that's why. I was trying to figure it out, but I didn't have time. Yeah. I also have an album that we will go over at some point that is about that second sketch show. And that sketch show is mostly Eric Idle and Neil Innes together. And, uh, yeah... Do you, do you have any favorite songs on there, Dan? Um, oh, let me look at the track was, list real quick. There's there was one song that we were talking about that I number actually one. number one. Yeah, I actually always get fooled that that's a Beatles song. Yeah, every time the number one, number one. Yeah, yeah, I always get fooled. Other ones, it's like um, I don't remember the other one where I was. I like it. It's my favorite of the Ruddle songs. Mm-hmm. I don't get fooled by it, but sure. Yeah, number one, I just always thought, oh, this would be... A- oh, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I don't know, I, I, I feel like... I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is that's different about the newer ones. Maybe there, there's something to be said. Again, it is really incredibly dry, and they are just trying to... 
no one's convinced that these guys were real. You know what they're doing, but there isn't. There are no characters to follow and no story to follow because it kind of directly parallels and just mocks the Beatles' history. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what's missing for this for most for anybody who doesn't like this. And I can, I you know, uh, I like "Let's Be Natural." Yes, because that one I like as a song. As a song, yeah, me too. My 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 friends Colby and Dan in high school played that one, and I, I love that song. Oh, whatever the French one was. Oh, oh that's on the anthology. Baby, see vous play. Baby yeah, see. I like that one. <laughs> I think that's I think that's supposed to be the French version of another of one yeah, of the originals, though. Thing. Yeah, no, it's not. But, it's not. Well, no, because that see vous play means please. Right, and that's on on here at all. It might be it might be a French version. Can I see it? Real quick. Because he says, like, parlez-vous anglais, so, like, do you speak mm. English and stuff? Right, 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 right. Maybe it's another song on the anthology or something. I like at the very end, it says, ce soir, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the accent is so putrid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not French. Rock rockstar! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He's fucking horrible. He, just, he, play, he plays up that Liverpool shit, like, yes. hardcore as he can. But his his John Lennon though is pretty damn good. Like as far as like impressions of John Lennon go, unless you want to go to Peter Serafino, which was got like the yeah, best amazing. John Lennon I've ever heard, and the best Paul Alan McCartney. Arkin. Oh or god, Alda, sorry. Yeah, his Alan Alda. Is so I'm sure you can do Alan Arkin if you want. I'm sure yeah. you could. Oh man, I, I can't because I haven't tried. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. I I think also. I wasn't too enamored with the Ruddles because I also grew up on watching Help and Hard Day's Night uh-huh. and Yellow Submarine, although Yellow Submarine wasn't technically, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I watched those where they're making fun of themselves. Yeah. So I didn't really need somebody, somebody else, else making fun of them. No, that makes sense. They do a better job, in <laughs> right. my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only stuff you really need to make fun of at the Beatles is once John Lennon started getting so serious. And that stuff is really funny to me. Like, when they make fun of Yoko and John, and the, what oh, are they? yeah. they're in a bathtub and shit in the movie. That's yeah. 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 That stuff's great. Them getting addicted to tea makes me laugh. Like, actual tea. <laughs> that I like. And I think it is the later stuff. The early stuff is cute. It's like, okay, you set it up pretty well. And watching... Uh, Eric Idle try to be a cute Paul McCartney type is really fucking yeah. funny to me too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I haven't seen it in a while. But again, it's one of those uh, the, to me to aspire. If you're going to aspire to anything in this, other than like a ridiculous amount of, of attention to detail, is specifically attention to detail in what they shot. Again, not the record. Screw the songs. I mean, they're good and everything for me, but. The, just the way that they recreated a lot of the old footage looks amazing, and nobody yeah. can do that anymore. And I'm not sure what it is. I think some of it's they shoot it digitally, and then they're like, "Yeah, we'll age this later." They did some of that, I think, even in a Mighty Wind. They did a good job with some of the, with most of the footage. I think there are a couple times where it's like, "Ah, it's a little off." It's also a little off because they're 60 and trying to play 20. But <laughs> and that's kind of funny. Yeah. But it's like, <coughs> you know, I, I, you know, actually, this is it, this is a, a good. This is a really good segue, guys. Um, there's a thing. No, but um, Dan and I have many times made, like, fake documentaries or fake documentary-style stuff. Like, we did a fake band called Rubber Chicken Knuckles. Yay. The websites are still out there for Dan. Again, attention to detail. We didn't make any music because Dan and I couldn't play music. Yeah. Dan and I can sing, but we can't play any music. Um, I don't know. What, I know the appeal for me was working on it. What about you? Like, I mean, I only did the website stuff for it somewhat. I had a lot of fun. Because it just started out as me just screwing around like, hey, I got a clip art CD. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 50,000 clip. I still have that. I found it. Really? Yeah. Awesome. So I'm thinking about recreating something. You should. Covers. You should. Um, but I'm like, I've got 50,000 clip art images. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just like, what can I do? So I'm like, I made some really cheesy album covers. Mm-hmm. And then, but, I, you know, and I wanted to make the back, too. I'm like, I can print these out and put them in a case. Right. And I think the fun part was just like, you know. Coming up with the titles of the songs yep. and like after a while, like I even made this kind of pretentious on there because I had like a little mini rock opera That's at the right, end of yeah. one and stuff. And that was Doctor White infuses mutant pig farm, right? Yeah, yeah. One, one of the tracks is feel like a pig boy hyphenated. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I like that. A lot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just like you know. And the, the the thing is, is like I would go through making an album and try to kind of picture what kind of songs would they do. And yeah. Like, there was, I think, I think there are a couple of them that could be like kind of darker because there right. there were we ended up citing this turmoil in the band. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you wrote some fake news articles, and those are really good. You know, oh, that's, that's right. a fake history thing. And, mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, I don't think anybody ever fell for it, but I, I don't know why. No. I, well, I, but I, I'm trying to figure out what possesses somebody to do that, why we like doing that so much. I mean, maybe it's because it for us it was the early days of the internet. We could put it out there and see if anybody bought yeah. it and, and believed it. I think it. it's also, it's it's telling a story without having to tell the story, right. per se. You know, you come up with all the different bits and pieces. Yeah. And so, like, you go to a fake web page that has some news articles and it has the albums and some portraits. pictures. Yeah. And then they, they're they piecing together the story from that. So it's That's like... That's true. And if they get involved in it, then there's something much more rewarding. Yeah. Because uh, you, yeah. you look at it from the outside, like, you know... Let's you know. Let's say someone stumbles onto Mephiscopheles website. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still around or not. Uh-huh. But you know, it might still be up from like the nineties, uh-huh. and no one hears about them anymore. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, you're like, "Whoa, there's this whole thing with these people." Uh-huh. What was it's... the story about them again? Who Mephiscopheles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Or wait, I'm no, confused. I'm just saying. Like for example, let's say oh, like, okay. in real life, because I, I think I don't think they're around anymore. Yeah, but I think their web, but their website is still up and right. it's still '90s style. So sure, I think they're gone. So but like someone okay. who's never heard of them before, they were they used to be big in yeah. the ska thing right. before ska died. Yeah, and so if someone stumbled onto their website, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they learn that there's a whole part of history and the world and and social right. world that. They missed. They missed. Yeah. It's just, it was there. And for someone, this was huge. Sure. And yeah. so when we create something like that, it's like we're, we're we're creating something from the point of view of this was a thing. Yeah. You missed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And I think that's I think that's the thing. It's it's like an it's probably why they call down that. It's like archaeology. Yeah. You're, you're discovering something. Yeah. And learning about it. And all you can learn is from what they give you. You yeah. can't go and talk to them or whatever. It's so deep. Thank right? you, Dan. That's good. Uh, but I mean, and and since then, I think again beyond that, I think uh, it's easy to use the Ruddles as a launching point for a lot of this. Uh, with the internet, you've got the ability to bury something and let people discover it, just yeah. like that. Then it's like, okay, we're giving you something recognizable. It's just supposed to be a funny piece of work. We're going to put a lot of work into it, which is what I admire about this. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just getting me thinking more and more about every project you and I have done that's like this. We did Dirk Benedict, who, by the way, everybody, I totally forgot there was an actor on the 18th yeah. called Dirk Benedict. You can for- <laughs> please forgive me for that. But we would dress up Dan as a movie star character uh, back when we were in high school. I would t- took some portraits just because I was practicing shooting, came up with a character named Dirk Benedict, and I just and I wrote a fake biography, like an A and E biography for him, and it was him celebrating his 150th movie. And, uh, like, again, I came up with a whole history and I decided, all right, I'm going to come up with every one of his 150 movies. And within the biography that I was writing, I also decided that 50 of those movies were shot in 1944. So I had to cram all these movies into 1944. (laughs) I still have the the fake IMDb page I did somewhere. And I still have the script. Because the the biography is really fucking good because, well, I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm just saying. (laughs) As far as that goes... uh, the whole time everybody who's being interviewed, like, there are little asides, like, yeah, I really miss him. I wish he was still around. And then there's kind of like, oh, what? Like, just, like, nobody realizes he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we really wanted to shoot that. We never really got to do it. But, again, that's it's one of those things where I like, I, I mean, I never intend to fool anybody. I w- would love to. Something like that is obviously more like the Ruddles, where it's mm-hmm. silly, ridiculous. No one would believe it. Yeah. But... You know, I thought about writing a book from his perspective or about him to see if, again, something you could throw in a bookstore and see if anybody believed. Yeah. Exactly. You know? and, but then there's other stuff that I've done, like my fake presidential campaign, where to me it's obviously a joke. It's fine if you believe it. But I've had people <coughs> email me and ask me, oh, it's really confusing what you mean about these political points. How do you really <laughs> feel about this? And I put, I, put one of the, I put that one email in my book where this guy thought that I – and then eventually he's like – and this kid was – oh, man, I feel bad because he was like – he was in his late teens, early 20s, and he wanted, he was like actually launching his own campaign where he wanted to eventually be like a, a whatever, conser- uh, not a conservative, that doesn't work, a congressman or something like that. He wanted to be a junior congressman, whatever. And uh, he launched his own website and emailed me. So I looked him up after I responded saying, oh, I'm sorry, it's, it's kind of a funny website. I wanted to play along. But I'm like, no, nah, it's a funny joke website. And he emailed me back saying, oh, I think I probably knew that or something. And I look, and then his website's down like a year later, and I felt bad. Oh. <laughs> like, did, I, did I destroy this kid's hope? Probably not. That's putting way too much stock. 
rock in my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, Your own evilness. Yeah, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I, I still love doing that. I'm not going to ever not like making fake histories. That's why yeah. John Hod- John Hodgman's stuff, like, appeals to everybody. You know, I can't read his books because I'm trying to write my own fake histories and I don't want to steal anything from yeah. them. But I own them. And I want desperately to read them for that exact uh, that exact thing, like mm-hmm. you playing on real history and giving me this like sort. His I know they're unbelievable, but at the very least, he gives you a launching pad, yeah. something you believe you can believe. Whereas mm-hmm. science fiction is a totally, you know, it's its own thing where it uses it uses actual science, a concept to launch off of, not actual history. Yeah, you know? I don't know where I, why we got onto science fiction. I'm sorry. I can't something it's like there's a, there's a lot of science fiction things like sliders mm-hmm. that play with alternate, alternate histories right that's true you know and it's the same kind of concept because once you do whatever you do from the point on mm-hmm. you're making it up right hoping that you're kind of calculating how the universe would work from whatever you changed on yeah and it's it's the same idea just a different impetus and Quantum Leap is pretty similar in that it's, like, setting up, like, here's what really happened, you know? Yeah. So for like, actual events that mm-hmm. would have happened. Like, it's so funny. Quantum, I adore Quantum <laughs> Leap, but it's the biggest pet peeve I have with it is when it affects real history. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. no, you did not help them Chuck Berry invent this <laughs> song or whatever. You Marty were not... McFly did that, god yeah. damn it. <laughs> You did not, uh, you were not Marilyn Monroe's chauffeur. <laughs> Stop it. I didn't see that one. Oh, the worst one was, um, Hinkley, what was it? John Hinkley. Really? Where he, he leaps into, like, the guy trying to kill Kennedy. Oh, oh in the Lee Harvey the Oswald? Oh, yeah. Fucked mom- up episode. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> It was like Sam was totally not himself, and it was awful. Because wasn't he supposed to be sort of getting taken over by the spirit of Lee Harvey Oswald at the time or something weird? I remember I hated that episode. So it was like towards the end when it, when Quantum Leap jumped the shark. Uh-huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah, he leaped the shark. He leaped, sh- <laughs> he leaped into Jaws. <laughs> I'm a shark. Fuck you, I'm a shark. It's really interesting, like, um, the, there was one story that... I listened to was about this guy, a coin collector who mm-hmm. had found all these coins were are from like nineteen sixty two or nineteen thirty uh-huh. or something and it would have like people like random candidates people who'd lost uh-huh. the, and so it was like it was from there was money from alternate dimension or alternate uh-huh. realities. That's kind of cool. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah he's he is like the whole thing is like he's he doesn't know if it's from like Tourists from other timelines uh-huh. leave it behind, or like you know, when you lose your change, uh-huh. it actually falls through a crack of time That's and just awesome. ends up elsewhere. I like that. But he's like got a huge collection of coins that he can never show anybody. I, I want somebody to make those coins. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's really cool. That's a cool story. I like that. Um, yep. So late seventies, early eighties is when like obviously mock documentaries, whatever you want to call them, start coming out. Do you guys have a favorite? I mean, I mean, we're not talking about the Ruddles now. It doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> it's a subject matter that I like. I love mock documentaries. That is one that I like. Um, I mean, I like almost all of Christopher Guest's stuff. Yeah. Just in general. Mm-hmm. He's really good at it. 
I'm one of I'm one of the few people I know who likes Mighty Wind the most, and I don't know why. And I think it's because I love that music. I think I think I like Mighty Wind the most too because of the music as well. Yeah, I mean, just, I know Waiting for Guffman is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I loved Best in Show also, but I think I really like. Yeah, I would I would put Mighty Wind Waiting for Guffman, uh, Best in Show. Did you see the yeah. Community episode where it was like Heart of Dark- Darkness? No, well, it was very interesting. It was le- just last week. Really, it was about doing the documentary versed versus um they kept saying heart of darkness versus uh-huh. apocalypse now yeah so it was like interesting that's funny yeah you know, all my film friends on facebook are like oh my god they were making fun of documentaries <laughs> <laughs> like how dare you well, that's no they were happy about were they? okay that's good <laughs> because i mean and now it's become kind of a regular thing obviously on tv because the office and then then uh, what you call Parks and thank and you, Parks and Rec. Family. Parks and Rec is kinda like that. Modern Family is more so, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. so they're more strict sit downs and stuff in that, right? Yeah. They're actual mm-hmm. sit downs. And I mean, it works. Uh, what's just so funny is like how uh, I don't know if you ever heard the story about because uh, Ricky Gervais is in Christopher Guest's last movie, which was whatever the fuck it was called. For your consideration, and. Uh, just he said, "Oh, so am I going to have to improvise in this?" And Christopher Guest totally assumed the office was mm-hmm. was improvised, <coughs> which is so funny to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, this this isn't you know the Ruddles thing is an improv. It can't be really if you're going to make specific yeah. fun of things people have said. It just doesn't work exactly. And honestly, Christopher Guest I think doesn't appreciate how lucky he is in that he has good improvisers. Yeah. Those are really hard to come by. Yeah, yeah. he believe me. But how long did it take him to amass this collection that he has? You right. Know? Uh, yeah, that's it, it may be the result of a lot of pruning on his part to get yeah. all these great improvisers. Yeah, it's true. And they write really good stories. Him and Eugene Levy are like, just, yeah. I don't know, they come up with wonderful stories. I can't think of a documentary, mockumentary off the top of my head, um, but I really do like, it before, but um, as far as false history, it's probably like World War Z. Yeah. And just that is really cool because it's after the zombie war. Sure. And so it's, everything is told as from like 15, 20 years prior. Yeah. It was, I guess there's something about changing history and the idea that there are alternate histories. It's just, it's the same sort of thing as Episcopal, what is it? Epistolary. The idea of the world ending. Uh huh. It's just things that our brains like to latch onto. I sure. Think. What do you think of the upcoming World War Z movie, Ari? Gag me with a microphone. <laughs> it looks awful. Stop it. <laughs> it's just like, it's, Mel, Max Brooks like washed his hands of it. Understandable. Like, he did it before they even started. And yeah. It's like, uh, as soon as I heard he wasn't part of it, I'm like, it's going to suck. The problem is that there's so many stories. Yeah. You know, it's a collection of stories. Right. And they're following a guy around. As soon as right. we listened to it, I was like, they have to do this on like the History Channel, mm-hmm. and they have to do it a miniseries yep. with each story being an episode, and mm-hmm. they have to do it with a certain director for each episode. Right. And no, of course no, not. It's going to be like World of Worlds. It's going to yeah. be horrible. Yeah, somebody is going to have to sort of pick up, like, have to do a movie like that after this one i mean it's gonna make a lot of money i'm sure whatever oh, but not from the fans so much so Nobody, somebody's gonna have yeah. to do a good zombie documentary style yeah i mean i know that uh george romero did it but it, it, it got bad blah. reviews was it yeah it mm-hmm. wasn't done pro- it was done like blair witch yeah it wasn't done like documentary like this these are people who went through it it yeah. was watching them go yeah they it. were filming a movie and it was then like happened quarantine to... but with zombies yeah there's this meh. There's this weird freedom that comes with doing these alternate reality things or fake history things that I think is the same reason that people like to watch. Why why most movies that are made now are based off of something else. You've got something recognizable that you're dealing with, but it tweaks it. Although a lot lot of movies tweak uh, their books, again, way too much. But, um, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say after that. Some words. What about... um... When Harry Met Sally or... That's true. Uh, he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. Those are weird because they're doing these random Vox Pots, but... Yeah, like they're, they're a documentary. Yeah. But where the fuck was that camera the whole time? Exactly. Why is not, nobody yeah, know? Exactly. Like, it's, like, it's only this, like, this story, but then we have these random... 
interviews. He's not. He's just not that into you. Does the same thing. Yeah. It's like they just pull people and have them interview. I don't know. It feels like a really. To me, thinking about it, the way that you're stating it, it feels like a really non-creative. Oh, uh, definitely. Idea. But you still it's like, like it. Yeah. How else am I going to put the... this in here? I don't know. Make it a documentary interview. Okay. Because I think. Um... Uh, the and it's both Rob Reiner, but I think at the end of um, the story of us, mm-hmm. they have a random interview too. Oh right, right, yeah. right. It's weird. It's like <laughs> Rob Reiner did Spinal Tap, so yeah. <laughs> it, that does that movie? I think we talked about this before. Does, before it does feel like an unofficial sequel to When Harry Met Sally? Oh yeah, you know? totally. And I guess that in that way it's appropriate. Although Bruce Willis as Billy Crystal is a funny idea. <laughs> but he's so good when he's funny. yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> Can we switch that? Can we do an action movie starring just Billy Crystal? Oh, my God. Oh, well, yes. Did you see Did you see the thing on, was it Funny or Die? The sequel to Harry Met Sally? Yes. <laughs> what the she's fuck? a zombie or whatever. Oh, my God. What when, the Harry, when, when, when Harry ate Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wasn't Helen Mirren in it or yes. something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why? I, I think I like documentaries that, I don't know, I like the idea of not so much mockumentary as in, like, false history, mm-hmm. but, like, taking, like, making a fake documentary based on a real thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, if you took a fake, do- like, pretend like you have a... Uh, film crew during the civil war or something. right yeah yeah well that's <laughs> yeah and that's what i've wanted too and they don't really they the closest thing they've done is like uh have you ever seen oh god damn it i'm sorry i can't remember what it's called <laughs> but it's basically what if the south had won the civil war oh yeah that was boring it, it was, was pretty boring was but really, I, I i liked, liked it. the idea yeah. of it mm-hmm. i wanted more from it sure it's like he didn't want to push the envelope too much right yeah. even though but he I'm did like, in dude, some ways but in yeah. some ways but it was like I kind of wanted something more titillating, mm-hmm. where it was like, damn, or right. something. It wasn't like that. It yeah. was, like, too political. Yeah, it wasn't and... as biting as it could have yeah. been. Yeah. That's very true. It's, but uh, that would have been the difference if I had made that I, movie. I like the... It was also very... Uh, was it left-wing? Uh-huh. Right. Where it's like, I don't think it would be all or nothing the way they think. Right, 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 right. I... I but I kind of had to admit that it was pretty funny how they were like the culture just went downhill mm-hmm. after they <laughs> after the North lost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like all like minstrel shows yep. and stuff. That part <laughs> it was, was pretty, pretty funny. good. <laughs> but I, yeah, I do. I forgot about that one. Yeah, I wanted something a little more. Yeah. Yeah. No, something biting, something funny. Again, it's not. It'd be more of a mock documentary in that in that sense. I, I'm trying. I know that there are others that are. That are like that. That's another project that uh, my good friend Ray and I uh, may, may or may not have been sideways mentioned in another episode. Um, uh, have been working on working on an idea where we want to do a camera crew following around Jesus and, yes. uh, and all the disciples. That's right, because when we were actually when we were in uh, the last Die Hard movie in the theater, all of us, you, the three of us, and some other people were riffing on on some of those ideas, yes. if I remember correctly. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, Ray and I have been trying to come up with some stupid conceit as to how there would there would be undiscovered footage and how there was a camera when you're supposed to ignore that part yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you need the conceit of it. But just so you know out there, Seth Rogen, you were our idea for Jesus. Yes, we want a, We course. want a real Jew for Jesus. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
<laughs> when I say I want a Jew for Jesus, <laughs> what I mean is, and uh, and I think Mike Michael Sarah was going to be our uh, our Judas. Judas, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't. Um, I would never do that. No, no. Oh, what about Arrested Development? Yeah, right. See, that's that's uh, is that. Are they, this is, what the fuck? Like, I heard that Netflix is working some deal with them now. Yeah, yeah 2013. 2013. Oh, yeah? And I have new episodes leading up to the movie. Leading up to the movie. Yeah, that movie, and that's like a weird documentary style. It's not it's an acknowledging yeah. a camera style. Mm-hmm. It's shaky camera. But they never acknowledge the camera, do they? No, and then they have a, a, narr- like a, a narrator. Like a narrator, right. And then, yeah, it's very... But it's obviously like the camera gets places where... Right. You wouldn't have a camera. Yeah, yeah and yes. they don't. The camera's not a character like in the office right. or other things right it's like they look at it or sure you know yeah, they um, never look at the camera. it's one of those things or where the style hiding. the style really works for that show it's totally unjustified but it does really yeah. work for that show um yeah no that's another that's another weird example that's yeah, i picture i picture arrested development more like it's someone t- it's like someone telling a story like how i met your mother yeah you know it's like and so the the style lends to it because it's like as if you're the narrator, the narrator is the character, sure. Just watching, and he's omniscient and omnipotent. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but 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 but. See, I'm smart sometimes. Sometimes, that is true. I'm trying to think. You know, we actually did shoot some footage for just going back to this for the rubber chicken knuckles thing, and I've still wanted to keep going back to it, and I don't know why. That's the problem with these projects is I want to keep doing them. Eric Idle does it because he knows he can make money. We just yeah. want to do it because we, <laughs> we want to come back to these. As a, yeah. I don't know what we would do because we'd have to get Mike and we'd have to get a couple of our ex-girlfriends involved and that might be a little awkward. <laughs> that might be awkward. That might be really I don't weird. know. Maybe that's why you guys Can't have been even... out of the picture for a while. You killed them and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even track one of them down. Yeah. Now, did I... T- oh, what was it? The other day, speaking of one of my ex-girlfriends, I, on Facebook I wrote... I love the, the the British version of Parks and Rec better, and <laughs> she thought I was serious. Oh, that's oh no. awesome! <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that was a stupid joke, but I got an even better reaction than I counted on. Yeah, that's, that's an exa- is exactly that's a perfect example of how the looking forward thing works and how there are unintended consequences when yeah. you make these things. I mean, nobody's gonna buy the Beatles, and that. But to me, it's like this whole fake. Yeah, I don't know, and I'm still I'm writing that fake internet history right now. Uh, what else are we doing that's fake, Dan? Anything? We gotta shoot some My videos. Soon. Life. Your whole wow, that's deep, Dan. You want to talk some more about that? <laughs> it is. That's really. Has it been a joke? You're you're, you're Andy the Kaufman. Whole, the whole you, thing has you, just been a thing. You're just like Andy Kaufman, like this whole. I've like, been Andy Kaufman since third grade. You, wow. <laughs> you went it's out the first of your time way. I'm actually coming out on your show. I figure it'll get you some good ratings. <laughs> so you went out of your way to get a shitty stepmom and uh, and and. Oh yeah, stop playing. How'd you do that? Can I ask? Well, that's my secret. Oh, it is <laughs> you. Not someone copying. Okay, but the a magician are... does not explain his illusion. That's true, but. I mean, I'm just saying, Dad. Like it seems, I would really like to know. Can you, off the air? Can you tell me the secret? Like how you? Uh, it? we'll discuss it. We'll discuss Maybe you telling me. Ghost write my book. All right, that'd be fine. Of course, <laughs> and one of the one of the parts of my joke is that I actually never did learn how to read. Oh, really? That was just part of the joke that I knew how to read. Wow. Wait. Right. So, so you're you're completely anything I've ever illiterate. Yeah, anything I've ever written was, was by accident. Was by accident. He's like a monkey writing <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dan. So those, uh, the, the the titles you came up with on the back of the Rubber Chicken Knuckles Random albums. letter combinations. Random letter combinations. <laughs> In fact, I'm not even 100% sure what letters look like. Uh-huh. Like, God, that was a computer, because I just, like... <laughs> like that? Yeah. Really? So a lot of this has been pure luck for you. I've... I'm good at what I do. Can I ask what inspired this, at the very least? I mean, you are revealing... And you're not revealing your secrets, but you did reveal the ultimate secret, that it's a joke. Yeah. So what inspired this at, in third grade? Uh, I saw an episode of TV. Uh-huh. And made me want to do it. Oh, okay. Harry? <laughs> Just thinking Harry's about it. Harry's got something real to say. <laughs> <laughs> the Ruddles, I mean, <coughs> The Ruddles is probably one of the first mockumentary films. Mm-hmm. But look at, like, Bob Newhart and 2,000-Year-Old Man. Right. Those are the same, like, he's, 2,000-Year-Old Man, Carl Reiner, is interviewing That's Mel Brooks. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is kind of like, oh, well, I knew Jesus and stuff yep. like that. And then, like, Bob Newhart is, 
doing fake histories of Walter Raleigh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So it definitely goes back past that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something that we're all really interested in. And I know, I'm sure anybody out there on the internet could correct me on what the real first uh, movie mockumentary was. But yeah, I mean, those are good, really early examples. I wonder if there's like a. 1940s one <laughs> we don't be. know about. For all I know, there could Charlie be. Charlie Chaplin actually did one. Right, yeah. <laughs> a, silent, a silent mockumentary. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, the first, a lot of the first quote-unquote documentary films were staged, if that counts for anything. I mean, there's there's this film called... Like how Walt Disney used to just throw lemmings off of a cliff in California because they didn't want to actually film them falling into the ocean. That's where the idea of lemmings jumping to the death came from. That's pretty fucking funny. Le- lemmings don't jump to their death. That's they just overcome and fall. But <laughs> they're then, still then, retarded. Yeah, they're still thanks to Walt Disney, everyone thinks that lemmings launch, but instead they were just throwing lemmings into the ocean <laughs> in California. <laughs> yeah. Walt Disney's Lemmings bad were in California? No, they had to get them. They brought them, they imported them. Was it just no, to throw I, them it was in Canada they shot that. Oh, okay. It was in Canada they shot But lemmings still aren't from... Canada. Canada. <laughs> to be, to be they had fair, to import lemmings and throw them into the ocean. To be fair, Walt Disney had been told that all lemmings were Jewish. <laughs> that's it's just that's how things go. Well, I I heard differently than that. I just yeah. heard that he circumcised all of them, then <laughs> 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 threw them off. Fuck. <laughs> kind of a cock. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> You're Christian now. Now jump. <laughs> baptizing lemmings oh they can't swim oh oh that's we might need to flip this one into something <laughs> <laughs> keep throwing um, committed if nothing else right you're uh, yeah. up all night circumcising ants that's not crazy that's hygienic <laughs> um shit I was elsewhere. Uh, I was going to say something else. I totally forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, I hadn't thought about the 2,000-year-old man as mock documentary. But it is. Um, you just had a little bit of an aneurysm there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is what I do. Um, aneurysm all over the place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Dan, final thoughts on the Ruddles? Good, sir? Uh, A++, would you listen again? <laughs> Your Yelp review. <laughs> Airy? How was um, the service? I don't think I... <laughs> Other than that, Uh no. You're not. You're allowed to not like it. I'm glad that they introduced the genre, but yeah, yeah, I don't think I'll ever be like, "Woo, rattles." Well, you know, it's funny. Actually, cringe every time Dan is like, "Let's watch the rattles." It's funny though that you say it because there there are people, and I disagree with them, who are like that about the Beatles. They're like, "I don't, I don't like them," but I told Dad, really, Dad looked like I, I bought um. Blackbird singing the mm-hmm. book of poetry uh-huh. of uh, Paul McCartney. I was like, I mean, yeah, I was kind of seeing, you know, older guy. Mm-hmm. See if I can bond with right. Ryan's dad. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I got this. I was really excited. And he oh. was like, I don't like the Beatles. Really? Yeah. I've never heard him say that. And there's one of two things happening. He likes to fuck with me, too. Yeah, that's the other thing. He loves to fuck with you because you're Dan's girlfriend. And he loves to fuck with Dan because he's Dan. Yeah. Okay, but. That was before I met Dan. This is when he dropped, like, early when I I'm gonna, met him. I'm going to talk to him over Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving's already happened. Of but. course, he also told me that uh, he was going to lock me in the barn because I liked It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> that is a family thing of ours, to not like It's a Wonderful Life. I secretly closet kind of like it now. I love that movie. But, uh, yeah, I, I have to around my family say I hate it. <laughs> so, I, well, that's I, what my family is like with um, Spielberg and uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. I'm not allowed <laughs> to say anything bad about either of those really? in my parents' house. Really? My mom Even and Even though Jim. Frank Lloyd Wright's things fall apart all the time? Oh, yeah. They're I've, beautiful. I've Don't get me wrong. Because his Jim's dad was part of that whole clique. What? Yeah. He hung so, out with Frank Lloyd yeah. Wright? Yeah. And so I'm not allowed to say word one about him. All right. Even though falling water is retarded in the fact that you cannot the change the furniture in the house. You know, If Frank Lloyd Wright puts furniture in the house... That's all that can be in there is his furniture. He had this one um, table that he made with the chairs uh-huh. attached uh-huh. and lamps mm-hmm. on all four corners. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't move the chair it's back. bolted down, basically? Yeah, and people kept burning their arms on the lamps when they would eat. 
Okay. And also, he okay, built a house for um, one of the guys, Neiman or Marcus, I don't remember uh-huh. which one, who are clothing uh-huh. and shoes salesmen. Uh-huh. He built a house with no closets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate prank. You gotta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally, he's only totally Either he's a lush and totally drunk all the time, uh-huh. or he's just a prankster. <laughs> wow, that is so funny to me. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, I'm not allowed to say anything bad about Spielberg. So, so we just hope that you're not going to tell them to listen to this episode of this podcast. Right? <laughs> you Whatever. I already oh. tell them they're full of crap. Right. <laughs> Shoot me down in flames if I should tell a lie. Cross my heart, I promise that it's true. I've been in love so many times before, but never with a girl like you. guy uh recently met a guy who's really nice friend of jeremy's who just straight up he's not a contrarian about it he's just like i really appreciate what the beatles did for music i just don't like them they're not my thing and it sounds like exactly what you're saying about the ruddles which is kind of funny to me and i again i totally i legitimately appreciate that because actually every point you made is very smart about it. <laughs> i just there's a part of me my very uh thank you jen uh my very immature part of my brain really loves that stuff you know yeah. it's easy to latch on to and again, what's the one that we like? Let's Be Natural. I think it's a really good song on yeah. its own. Um, is that off the... Like, it's on this one. It's on no, the, I know, but what is, what is it a I riff don't, of? I can't recall off the top of my head, but everything we do is meaningless. Wait, no. Uh. Wait, what is it? Let's Be Natural. Yeah, Dan's going to pull it up. But uh, <laughs> wait, no, everything... No, I'm just singing Julia. <laughs> it actually is very similar to Julia, I guess. In, in, natural. Is it... <laughs> Oh, the title sounds like um, the, they're gonna put me in the movies. No, it's oh, good call. No, it doesn't sound anything seems, like that. One it's thing with the Ruggles I've known, I've noticed though, is like it's making each song is making fun of at least two songs. Yeah, of the Beatles. It's either the tone or you know the lyrics. So yeah. some of them is like starts out where I'm like Blackbird-ish. Yeah, you know, but then. A little more Lucy in the Sky with a voice. Yeah. They want a little more Lucy in the Sky, though. Meow, meow. There's just so many freaking times. It's hard to get Yeah. Yeah. It's much more of a, I would say, more of a style. Like, just general, this is Beatles but there than are some also, of the other I ones. Mean, I'm not of the mindset where the Beatles can do no wrong. Sure. And plus, I they taught themselves. It's not like mm-hmm. they're brilliant, or it's not that right. they're like perfect voices or right. music talent or anything. And I am the first to say I'm not a huge fan of George Harrison's sitar obsession. Mm-hmm. But, like, and there are some songs, there's one song that I despise, <laughs> where it's horrible, and it's like, pretty much, you're never going to get rid of me, and... Like, you're stuck with me forever, and mm-hmm. I'm going to cheat on you all I want, but I don't remember what song it is. But it, And I'm sure I'm putting more stuff into it than there really is, but he's a dick, and I hate the guy singing the song. I'm like, you're a cocksucker. But then, you know, and I'm also one that I love uh, Ringo's songs. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they might be, I, that's, I do love in um, Walk Hard, mm-hmm. they're making fun of the Beatles. <laughs> or was it also Family Guy or someone where they put the, um... They put his... I made a... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a song about an we'll octopus. put it right here on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's go back to Walk Hard for a second, because we will do an episode on that, because that is 
one of the few exceptions to the shitty parody mm. rule now because it's very airplane but still worked for me. Yes. Even with some of the dumb fucking jokes in it that I almost cringe at, for the most part it's good and the music is fucking great. Yes. Really brilliant. You that's know? another one where that's a little more silly than um, uh, Mighty Wind. Sure. Oh, yeah. But it's still got some, there's some songs there they could be from that era. Mm-hmm. And they recorded that on, on period equipment really? so and they did like if you buy which i wish i'd have done this you buy the album on itunes there's like an extra 15 songs or something what? yeah so go on to itunes you can get the rest of the songs probably those ones there's that. a bunch on like the dvd and special features mm-hmm. yeah there's like another one from his show yeah his variety there's a lot i mean <laughs> he did a cover of david bowie's <laughs> so funny and yeah that's the thing. He did a cover of a song that's real, and I didn't think it was real. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> to, uh. to, to, those are the worst Beatles in the world, though. In, okay. in, 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 oh, in Lockhart. Awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> great, but so bad. But, like, the whole time, like, Paul Rudd's just having fun with his bad accent. Uh, like, like, old. Yes. Blah, <laughs> Was Jack, um... Jack Black. Jack Black was supposed yes. to be like Paul, right? Yes. yes. I'm Paul the... McCartney. <laughs> I'm the cute one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, Yellow Submarine, all the Beatles are voiced by one dude. Really? Yep. And he he was on uh, a show called, oh, on a pretty funny, pretty popular British sitcom in the 80s. My wow. mom and I used to fight about that. Well, we used to fight about two things. With the uh-huh. Beatles. One, she was like, those are their voices. I'm like, no, they nope. weren't. Nope. Those are their voices. It's not even a good Liverpool accent. Right. Those are their voices. Shut up. <laughs> and the other one is she swore up and down. Okay, I used to listen, listen to Tiffany. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she has a few covers. Yeah. Um, and one of them is I think, you're, right. I think We're Alone Now. The other one is um, dan- uh, the dancing one. Uh, God damn it. Where I saw, uh, I saw him across the room, and oh, fuck, it's a Beatles song. Saw her standing there. Yeah, saw yeah. her standing there. Okay. Um, so she has these two songs, and I knew that I saw her standing there was um, Beatles. Right. My mom used to fight with me all the time that I think we're alone now was a Beatles song. No. I'm like, no, it's from no. the same era. You need to make her listen to this and let yes. her know. Jason says no. That is wrong, ma'am. <laughs> that is absolutely wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so it's funny. I. Think we're alone. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, Bernie. This one's for you. Hold on. She also did a Bette Midler cover. Um, What's funny is the top result is still Tiffany. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Tommy James and the Shondells. That's stuff. right. Yeah. Did you ever. Um, sorry, this is not at all, but mm-hmm. this doesn't have to do with music. Did you listen to any Bette Midler? As a kid, music. I listened to a lot of really gay stuff. All. So yeah, <laughs> I loved for the boys. My she's... sister and I watched that a lot. Of <laughs> it is so she's... great. I like her uh, music. It was actually my first CD. No, a Bette Midler CD. <laughs> yeah. Which Bette Midler CD? She's. Is it... Is it Bette Midler? Yeah. Yeah. Drawn on it. Oh, that one, yeah. That's yeah. like her first one, I think. I like Miss Otis Regrets. I don't know that song. And then I have oh, the so good, you'd love it. Oh, The Rose is really good, too. After like, my third one was Dan- Green Day, Jason, so. we'll get to <laughs> <laughs> so you went from Bette Midler to Green Day? Yeah, Holy okay. shit. Yeah. Well, you know, it's way better than my first CD, which I think I've explained before. Was I went like from Beatles to... TLC oh. single. <laughs> my first CD... Reba McIntyre. Really? Oh, yes. Yeah. My, first, my first cassette was Let Your Damn Light Shine by Soul Silent. Uh-huh. He's the only cool one of the group. He is. Like, <laughs> I, I, I honestly do not remember what my first compact disc was. Outside of Insane Clown Posse, Dan is way hipper oh, than, Jesus us, than the two of us. <laughs> Dan's a big juggalo, aren't you, Dan? I am a juggalo. <laughs> and the great Jen and has some go. Fago ah, in ah, Jen has yeah. some Fago in the fridge. <laughs> she does. Um, boy, fucking Christ. Fucking clown. I know, I've been thinking about getting some Fago just because I'm like, I always heard them talking about it. Well, like, we got some once on a trip, remember? I do not remember. Fago Red Pop is delicious. Is really good. They have it at BevMo. I'm sorry, guys. This I is like becoming Eric an advertisement for products. Go ahead. <laughs> Aries on, on track. Well, yes? I, I always liked Eric Idle's songs the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just as, as far... 
All right, I love you too, sweetie. We are going to do Monty Python Sings eventually, and a lot of those are Eric Idols. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking we Fucking great, oh, yeah, great songwriter. So many songs. And just a good singer. And he musician. was good in Quest for Camelot. Was he? Mm. Wait, what was Quest for Camelot? Cartoon. Cartoon. Him and Don Rickles were oh, Christ, the two-headed right. dragon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a movie I first got Vertigo to. Wow. That must be quite a memory that for you, sounds like Dan. a euphemism. <laughs> you got a little vertigo? Yeah. yeah. Looking up like that with the guy staring down at him. Yeah, that must Made be... him a little dizzy. Whoa, what's happening? All right, that's a note to end something. <laughs> I on. think so. I think we're done here. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening to us talk about... You, the... you know they can hear everything. You edit, right? <laughs> uh, I do now. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening to us talk about the Ruddles. Uh, it's been Jason Klom and Ari Jarvis the past hour. and Dan Go Miller. <coughs> Thank you. Um, everybody have a good thing. And Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should end every episode. <laughs>Vinyl is recorded at Fort Awesome Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Our producer is Mike Warden, our host is Jason Klom, and he's also the editor. Comedy on Vinyl is a stolen dress entertainment production. You can check out all of our other podcasts, books, videos, other audio stuff, probably some writing, at stolendress.com. And uh, please check out Comedy on Vinyl at facebook.com slash comedy on vinyl, twitter.com slash comedy on vinyl. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us highly, and spread the word. everybody thanks so much for listening to this episode about the ruddles it is again one of my favorite movies ever um i feel like we talked a little more about the music and the concept than we did the actual film itself um but uh, it did get me thinking about some sketches that dan and i did years back i used to do a christmas album every year and one year we did the false history of our comedy troupe which is called dan and jay's comedy hour um it's a very original title, uh, but yeah, that is what we've been calling ourselves since 1993 at this point. Um, and yeah, so I just thought I would include a little clip of that at the end of this, just because I thought it would be a little bit of fun. So um, enjoy, and uh, I guess this is a merry early Christmas. Um, so yeah, enjoy. Thank you. But unfortunately, history had other ideas for Dan and Jay's comedy hour. For in a year, in 1969, they broke up. We had gone so we fell so far off our mark that we had established in the beginning, we felt it was just time to stop and move on. Though Jason himself paints a rather different story. Yeah, I thought things were going rather well so far as the comedy bits and all. You know, things felt new, fresh, exciting, original, new, fresh, you know. But the public mourned over the breakup as soon as news hit. We're mourning! And with this, a shockwave, a rash, an abundance of crazed fans looking for someone to tide them over. And so, soon enough, they turned to rougher, street-born, confrontational punk comedy. A pioneer of this movement was Crom Washington, leader of the punk troupe Engorged Lefty. I don't want to fucking do this interview. Piss off! <laughs> Unfortunately, Crom was always available for comment. With their streetwise, tough, angry pratfalls and angst-ridden telephone sketches, groups like Engorged Lefty and Way to Go Scrampy spoke for a generation who had lost its innocence along with its favorite comedy troupe. 
This new movement, then, seemed to be the death of Dan and Jay's comedy hour. With one fell swoop, it seemed, the whirlwind of comic history had sucked them up, tossed them round, and ended them up somewhere in the middle of Arkansas. But soon as the height of punk comedy was reached, in a full three days, Dan and Jay's comedy hour was soon back at it, ready to reconcile differences and begin making new comedy. What the narrator said. But this new group of disenchanted youngsters began to crave the bolder, edgier comedy. Comedy that neither Daniel or Jason had ever prepared to be ready for an attempt to try giving a shot. But they soon embraced this hard-edgedness, the first of their 12 sellout shows in 1970 featuring, along with classics like Titanic, random beheadings of audience members. Though this drew cheers from the crowd, detractors weren't too far off. They were, in fact, poised and ready, should either Dan or Jay decide... Many soon became opposed to the violence of this newer, funnier Dan and Jay's comedy hour, often calling them violent, deplorable, disgusting, of Anglo-Saxon descent. And so the violence was toned down. One or two people would receive paper cuts or very extreme lectures, and then the show would continue, often to the delight of the audience. But, it has been said, something began to feel wrong about where the comedy was in the realm of their contemporaries. Now, an excerpt from a rare interview with their producer, Herschel F. Comedy Hour. Well, the boys were pained. It was stressful. Take a break, I'd say. They never listened. Just kept on going, joke after joke, laugh after laugh, tequila after tequila. It has been said that by the early 70s, Jason, in fact, had developed a drinking problem, supposedly out of a tin can and a healthy length of string. Jason was seen by most of his friends, Dan, doing reportedly shameful things, all connecting to a lasting depression. I never saw him drink once. Or eat. Actually, I think he may have been starving himself for those beauty contests. He was invited to be judge every year, so I can't blame him. I mean, have you seen the buffets? The words actually and buffets could not be reached for comment. But Jason himself did have this to say in an interview circa 1979. You know who's bitchin'? The knack. 